Hey, 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 welcome back to episode three of Imaginary Brown. So today we're going to be talking about a few interesting things. So today we have record-setting heat up in the East Coast. I'm in New York currently, so we know we're experiencing heats of about 98 degrees right now, so pretty unbearable. Went to just go get sushi outside and literally almost boiled into the ground. Um, it's that type of heat where it's not even humid anymore. It's just prickly fucking heat, which just really just tears into you like a bunch of bed bugs. It's the worst. Anyway, so today I want to talk about probably one of the most special moments inside history, and that's 50 years ago, the Apollo 11 space shuttle landed on the moon. So... Just realizing the historical achievement and the scientific achievement behind this, the entire world was looking upon the U.S. and Russia during these times. Um, Apollo 11 was the first space flight that had landed humans on the moon. Commander Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin formed the American crew that landed the Apollo lunar module on July 20th, 1969. Armstrong became the first man to step on the lunar surface six hours, 39 minutes later. Aldrin joined him 19 minutes later. Eh, unfortunately. Kind of sucks to be second. But it's fine, but it's fine. Because Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong set the United States and the entire world in a precedent of human achievement that expanded just beyond what was underneath us or what was directly above us. It expanded to what was totally around us. Outer space. Galileo got persecuted for his crimes for exploring out of space, and I'm glad that, you know, in 1969 they were at the point where two huge countries were, you know, physically fighting for the point to be able to understand what was out there. Sure, there was a little bit of ego involved, and I'm not even going to get into the controversy behind the space launch because that's pretty ridiculous at this point, but I will say that, you know, it's a very special day in history, the entire mission lasted 8 days, 3 hours, 18 minutes. Since then, I don't believe we've had any humans on the moon or United States humans. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, Apollo 11, one of those spacecraft, which was really just a crazy achievement at its time. Um, so, anyway, continuing off where we left off yesterday, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about that I didn't get to discuss... Um, was the fact of Pokemon and how that relates to a much bigger society. So, we see that Pokemon came around in the 90s with Pocket Monsters, played on the Nintendo systems, you had the Game Boy, uh, and Pokemon really exploded from there, coming out with games first of all in black and white, and then, you know, eventually exp expanding from its 151 cast of monsters to, at this point, I believe over 800 or 900 pocket creatures. So, you know, it's crazily gr grown in size, but recently, ever since Pokemon decided to take a step back from its traditional style of play, it's been, it, it's been seeing some decrease in playership, it's been seeing decrease in purchases, They've gone less from an adventure-style-based game to more of a kid's uh, luck and repetition-type game, in which you have to keep throwing Pokeballs at Pokemon to catch them instead of trying to defeat them, and, you know, you do it the hard way, I'd like to say. Um, but it's a method that they're going for, and one that has seen significant drop in sales. My first Pokemon game that I really, really, truly did enjoy and, like, loved and still is my favorite game to this day would probably be... Uh, 
Platinum from uh, from Giratina's whole adventure back in the day in the Sinnoh region. I know a lot of people love Heart Gold and Soul Silver or uh, or Crystal because of it's a huge game, 16 gym battles. But Pokemon really does need to sh uh, change it up if it does want to get some stuff out. Sword and Shield, which are the two new Pokemon games, are coming out later in the year. So we have a much more normal game, you know, based off that based on that adventure of an RPG style where there's going to be a player moving around in this environment and, you know, uh, trying to catch Pokemon and beat them the legitimate way. You know, catching them, training them, uh, beating them in battle to catch them, lowering their HP. That's how you catch Pokemon. So, I'm glad that we are shifting back to this more proper position versus that. So, hopefully we can gain in some of the more older, older fans back, such as myself, that missed that original style of play. Every region that a Pokemon game has been based off of has been based off a real region, whether it's been America, whether it's been Japan. So this next region actually is going to be based on UK. Um, there's going to be a lot less Pokemon on the game due to the fact that they're going to be a lot. They're not going to be incorporating a lot of those older Pokemon that came in. So I actually do like this strategy by Nintendo. They're getting the older fans back in by switching to a traditional style of play but trying to trying to keep them in by only introducing new Pokemon and straying away from, you know, going back to the original 151 that the players are truly comfortable with. Uh, players that have played since the 90s or the early 2000s, they've always picked Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur. They will always stick to Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. So this is an effort of Game Freak and Nintendo to really try to keep those players back in and really trying to facilitate... Uh, you know, both environments, the new players coming in that can relate to a completely new system without having to have the prior knowledge of the old Pokemon, and the new players by having their style of playback just without the older Pokemon. So, you know, it's going to be a give and take from both sides. I'm really excited to see how the game goes. I know for sure I'm going to be pre-ordering it and purchasing it, and I can't wait to see how that goes. Um... Next, um, so I know I talked in the last episode that I wanted to go into politics and go into that debate and stuff like that. I don't think that's necessary for now. I want to strain away from that sort of stuff and still go more into stuff of cool stuff that's happening all over the world, cool stuff that's happening to other people. And, um, you know, I really, <clears throat> I'm re I was really happy with the way the other episode went because it seemed totally natural, not too many hiccups, I believe, I feel. I understand that my quality is going to get a lot better, and I know that a bunch of stuff is going to have to get improved along the way and stuff like that, but, you know, we'll work our way on. I'm going to keep moving on. Hopefully, I know most podcasts don't reach it after, like, 10, 25 episodes. I'm definitely striving to go past that. So far, that's two days in a row. I'm just going to keep staying on here so I can remind myself as well. So... Um, please leave a like on the podcast on whatever medium you're watching. Check out all the social media links in the links below. Please follow me. I'd love to see interaction, and thank you for checking us out. So what I'm going to do right now, actually, is I'm going to add a section to the end of this video, which was a video I actually made way back when, and it's about one of my other passions and something that was super big and into me in, in uh, high school, and that was the college application process. So I go to NYU. And, you know, that's been a really fun journey. It's been really cool. But the application process, I know many people have had questions about. So I'm going to attach the audio for that right now after this. It's a really good listen. So if you want to know stuff about the college application process in America, um, you know, I would really, uh, really love for you to check it out. So uh, anyway, hope you have a great day and uh, 
Enjoy this next part. Wow, can't believe I'm making this video. I knew I said in the last video, but can't believe I actually have the motivation to go and do this, which surprises me. Never been that much of a crazy person in my life, but okay. So, in this video, I really wanted to talk to you guys today about my experiences at New York University, and more specifically, Tandon. Most of you probably don't know, I go to NYU, and I study electrical engineer, both with econ and finance built in. So let me go in into exactly why I chose Tandon as a school, because I can tell you now that exactly a year ago from today, I had no idea that I would be attending this school. And it's not that I didn't want to, it's just that I had different opinions of what my life was gonna look like a year ago, and I'm sure we'll get into that in this video. But let's first talk about why I chose Tandon. So when I was really looking through the college process, I was probably that guy that you would know as a guy who'd be like, hey, what's your GPA? What schools are you trying to get into? All that stuff. And honestly, I was incredibly annoying. Like, I, I acknowledge all that annoyance and that pain. But when I say to you that I knew everything there was to know about every single college because, you know, at a young age, your parents really try to lay on to you that, hey, you are going to college no matter what. So, you know, you really start to think about that even at a young age. Even just thinking it's Princeton, Harvard, Yale as a child, and now you're just like, okay, okay. But yeah, so I knew that going into 12th grade, I knew that I would want to pursue some sort of career in either business or engineering. And I really needed a school that sort of fit those interests exactly. So I'm gonna put on the screen right here all the schools that I applied to. And yes, I applied to a shit ton and it was incredibly stupid. Bring hours upon hours on each of those applications to schools that I really didn't want to get into. Honestly, I was just really scared and paranoid going into this whole college admissions process because I really didn't know what to expect. You know, clearly you always hope for the best, but you also got to prepare yourself for the worst. But I was looking at New York University originally for business, and as many of you know, Stern School of Business is one of the greatest business schools in the country. And as much as like the memes start to go around, it honestly does set you up in a place for success. But then, even after I got in for NYU during the regular decision period, I decided that maybe this wouldn't be my best way. I was looking to try to get some sort of a technical background because I feel like it would be better in a job that I'm trying to get, especially my dream job at either Tesla or Google or SpaceX. So you really start to think about what sort of skills would I need necessary for those jobs. And that's when I decided to go you know, I'll just decide to try. Try really hard in college and become a damn good electrical engineer. So that's where I stand right now. New York University, obviously a huge, highly rated school. Most people, when you say NYU, they are gonna know about it. And that's honestly the main reason why I picked it. The amount of power, the amount of security that that name gives itself to you on an application, it's something that I couldn't turn down with the rest of the colleges that I got into. From what I've seen here so far, all the engineering departments are very full-fledged in their field. They have excellent professors teaching all of them. I know especially for my intro to electrical engineering professor, him himself, he leads one of the nation's largest biomedical company. And then right now he's looking for advice that can possibly detect cervical cancer at its early stages, which is absolutely revolutionary. And to be surrounded by these type of people every day in your classes, that's a wonderful thing. 
So another pro about NYU, I would have to say, is the amount of sheer opportunity you have. So at NYU, we're given a bunch of career opportunities, a bunch of career fairs, and those really can just set you up for success. There's the amount of people I've met during those, the amount of great conversations I've had. That's almost unlike any other state school that you're gonna get. Another pro that NYU, which you really can't do it without mentioning New York University, is New York City. I've never had more fun in a city. And the cool part is that you're just by yourself. You're completely independent. You have no parents to worry about. You have nothing to worry about. It's just you and the city. You make friends with it. You do whatever you want with it. But whatever you do, you're always gonna have a fun time and there's always, all, there's always fun stuff to do. No matter what anything, no matter what anyone says, there will always be fun things to do. So you have to go up and find them yourself. And it may be annoying and it may be hard, but make sure you find these opportunities and take advantage of them. You live in the greatest city in the world, actually use it. Now, for a couple cons about NYU, because you know, I can't just say only pro things, because that would make for an incredibly boring video. And you know, I really didn't see any intro to NYU Tandem videos, so you know, why not? Okay, anyway, so one con about NYU Tandon isn't exactly about Tandon itself, but it's kind of about the dorm that I live in. Uh, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my roommate. His name is Andrew. If he was here right now, he would probably say hi, and that's where he sits over there. And I'm actually using his chair for this recording, so thanks Andrew. But the bad thing about our dorm is that it is a significantly far walk away from school itself. And on those New York rainy days, those snowy days, those icy days, you just can't continue to deal with this sort of torture that is placed on you. Having all these weathers to deal with. I have like six different pairs of shoes for just for each type of weather. Just so, you know, I can't get my favorite fairies ruined or my favorite Yeezys ruined. I just can't. So, that's a huge major con. Another major con I'd have to say is not only is the dorm far away from the actual school, but the entire fucking school itself is far away from the actual school. As many, I'm not sure if many of you know, but Tandon isn't located in Manhattan with the rest of NYU. Tandon's actually located in Brooklyn. Let me show you what wonderful Brooklyn looks like. How wonderful. I'm not sure if you can see, but it's a horrible, rainy day outside. So it's really not the greatest sort of weather. But honestly, being here, it's honestly a humbling experience. I had the option of going to my local state school, which is University of Maryland, but I'm happy that I decided to come to NYU. It really is a fulfilling experience. I love being in the city. I love being able to eat dollar pizza. I love being able to eat like, I saw a $2 like huge cannoli the other day and it changed my life. Like I'm telling you, the amount of amazing food, the amount of amazing shows that you'll see in the city are amazing. And I need to recommend to everyone, go see Aladdin the musical. It is actually incredibly good, even though the genie on the cover looks kind of creepy. I promise you that it is a show worth seeing. So anyone that's looking to come to NYU, I hope that you come take a trip down to Brooklyn and you really come to see what Tandon is all about. It may be a far away, far away's way from the actual NYU campus, but Tandon really is in its own special place. We're located right during Metro Tech Center in Brooklyn, and right next to there you have Chipotle and Starbucks and Five Guys. I'm really not sure what more you need at that point. That's literally the holy trinity of food right there. And you know, I love I love being here. And you know, 
If any of you have any questions about NYU Tandon, or just NYU in general, please leave in the descriptions below. Um, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments below. And for extracurriculars that I do at NYU, I do Model United Nations, I do debate, I'm currently a part of Sigma Phi Epsilon, as, as well as currently being a part of the practice squad on the tennis team. So, I have some information about that, so if you have any questions about those specific things either, please leave them in the comment section below. And, you know, that's really it about NYU Tandon. If anyone has any questions about, you know, what was your GPA like, what your SAT scores like, um, please leave a comment below, I'll try to answer them, or even make another video. And it's been really great talking to you guys, my first real YouTube video, and it's a process, but I'm looking forward to more. This is, this is exciting. <laughs> Seeing that camera right there just judging me, it's great, it's great. Anyway, see you guys later, and thank you for clicking, and I'll see you later.